You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, joined this week by Mike Wilner, stepping in for Gregor Chisholm, who's on vacation. Mike, thanks for pinch hitting. Always appreciate you here on the podcast. Oh, pleasure to to join you. Man, Gregor takes a lot of vacations. Yeah, and this is a good one, I think. I think he's in Hawaii. I don't want to give away his his exact whereabouts, but I believe it's a good trip before spring training. So uh, good for him. Meanwhile, we will hold down the fort here as we continue to break down the Blue Jays roster. And this week we're getting into the bullpen a little bit. And um, the bullpen, I mean, I guess when you look at any bullpen, it starts from from the top in that closer role, and you need that guy you can depend on. And the Blue Jays certainly have that. Roberto Osuna has turned into one of the, the most steady guys, and, and he's been so good the last couple of years, Mike, that I feel like you almost forget that this guy's 21 years old. Um, but he's been so good, but he's pitched a lot the last couple of years. Any concerns with the Blue Jays about the fact that with the postseason a year ago, he threw 83 innings? Are they going to be careful early on to, to make sure that he doesn't pile up too many innings in 2017? I don't know. I mean, I think the bigger concern might have been that he had to come out of the wild card game when his shoulder was barking, and, and uh, nobody saw that coming. You know, he had been leaned on pretty heavily over the course of the whole season and September especially. And and uh, then he was pitching the wild card game, the win extra innings, thought you were going to get at least two from him and maybe maybe stick with him as, as deep as you needed to go. But he had to come out and everyone got really scared. Francisco Liriano wound up coming in and finishing that thing off. Um, but then he was back in the ALDS and fine. And in the ALCS, and fine. And so, uh, you know, you kind of wonder what that scare was and, and what's going on. But with an off-season of rest, one would think he should be fine. He was a starter coming up. He's already had Tommy John surgery. And uh, so I don't think there are really any legitimate concerns about workload for him. Uh, I think that he has just uh, kind of settled beautifully into this role at the back of the bullpen, and uh, you know, he's he's the most prolific closer, young closer in history. He has a major league record for most saves before the age of 22, and one hopes that uh, with his arsenal and, and uh, his competitiveness, he'll, uh, he'll be able to keep racking them up. Yeah, and he seems to really fit the mold as every, everything that you want to see in a closer. He kind of checks all those boxes. Now, yep. after Osuna, things get a, a little more murky for this Blue Jays bullpen. Um, it's, a, it's a group that did a nice job in 2016, but when you look at those names, you wonder if they can repeat it. And one of the guys out there is obviously Jason Grilly, who's 40 years old. Um, he's a guy who's had ups and downs in his career. Right when you want to count him out, he has a tremendous run, and he had one of those with the Blue Jays a year ago. I mean, is he going to be a guy the Blue Jays can depend upon in an eighth-inning role? You'd think so. I mean, his, his history shows that he is. He uh, Every time, you know, I guess you look back at, I don't know, what the last three, four, five years, he's been pretty fantastic with the exception of the time that he was hurt. He had the Achilles thing. Uh, when he was with the Braves, and, and it led him to a terrible April and May last year while he was still sort of recovering from it. But he's been as dependable as it gets over the course of the last few years. So I think that's the plan. You know, he was he, he kind of got roughed up in September 
Um, but he was phenomenal in the postseason and, and has never allowed a run in his postseason career. So, yeah, he's, you know, he's a guy that they're absolutely counting on uh, to play in that setup role and to be as good as he was last year. Maybe the feel-good story of this Blue Jays uh, bullpen in 2016 was Joe Biagini, uh, Rule 5 pick, uh, had never pitched above double-A, but obviously when you take a guy in the Rule 5 draft, he has to spend the whole season up with the big league club. And, and for a lot of teams, that ends up being a guy that they kind of stash, and, and he ends up just pitching in, in blowouts, whether they're a team's ahead or behind. Biagini was not that. He was a guy that, that ended up being a huge part of this bullpen, ended up throwing 67 and two-thirds innings, um, and, and showed that he was ready to pitch in the big leagues. Maybe so much so that the Blue Jays went out and got another uh, reliever in the Rule 5 draft this winter. But but Joe Biagini, what stood out the most to you about him last year, Mike? Going, you know, basically going from double-A to the majors and just stepping right in for this for the staff and being such a big deal. You know, it was his his uh, poise out on the mound and his command and his stuff. They thought when they picked him in the Rule 5 draft that his stuff would play up. And it did. He the fastball that got to the mid nineties and a, a terrific curveball as well. Uh, and he was unflappable out there. You know, they started him off in, in low leverage situations, but he earned his way into big spots. And they would uh, drop him in in the seventh inning of one run games, and then it was the eighth inning of one run games, and then you know tie games late and extra innings and. And he met pretty much every challenge. He didn't give up a home run until September. Um, and, and in a, a season where the bullpen was definitely in flux, he was as consistent as anybody except for Asuna. So you know, he really earned his spot. And and the talk all year had been, yeah, well, I mean, we'll keep him in the bullpen now, but he's been a starter his whole life, and next year we'll send him down, and he'll spend the year in AAA developing as a starter that we can use in the future and give us a little bit of starting pitching depth, said the Blue Jays. But uh, the year he had and the, the off season, the way it went, there's almost no chance that he's not a major, major member of the big league bullpen again this year. He was such a, a good story last year that um, I was hosting the Rule 5 coverage for MLB.com this winter, and all the talk leading up to the Rule 5 draft was, all right, who's going to be this year's Joe Biagini? That's what everybody was kind of looking for. He was the Every year there's a guy that kind of gives people hope for the Rule 5 draft and, and what you can find in it, and he was certainly the, the one from a year ago. And the Blue Jays went out and they, they picked Glenn Sparkman in this year's Rule 5 draft. Another guy's never pitched above double-A. Uh, he came back from Tommy John surgery last year, so we'll see if he can be as effective as Biagini was. Now, when you look at this bullpen, like the one guy that's clearly missing was Brett Cecil, and he's a guy the Blue Jays wanted to bring back, and, and they gave an offer to, but he ended up going elsewhere. How do they replace Brett Cecil out there in the pen? Yeah, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, and I, I think it's easy to get caught up on how do you replace Brett Cecil because he was, or he remains, left-handed and and you can kind of get lost looking for a lefty and feeling that you need to have someone who throws with his left arm just for the sake of the fact that you know he throws with his left arm and nothing else and the Blue Jays have uh, Matt Dermody who pitched at four levels last year started an A ball and made it all the way up to the big leagues and uh, in I don't think it was in his major league debut I can't remember but he struck out David Ortiz uh, in, in one of his early September outings. 
Um, he's a guy who is definitely going to be in the mix to be that bullpen lefty. They have Chad Gerardo, who's more of a, I guess, I don't, don't take this as an insulting term, but he's more of a slop baller, a guy who's mid-80s and, and uses the breaking stuff to, to really destroy left-handed hitters. That's what he's done in the minor leagues. Aaron Loop has had his challenges in the major leagues, but he has had years where he's been uh, very close to unhittable, and he's obviously going to get the first shot to have that job. Uh, and the Blue Jays brought in guys like Jeff Beliveau, who used to pitch for the Rays, TJ House, who was an Indian, and Brett Oberholzer, uh, who was a former Houston Astro, to all go after this lefty relief job. But I think, for me anyway, it's more important to have relievers who can get people out, regardless of which side of the uh, – which side they throw from. And the Jays have a group of four youngsters, uh, all of whom are right-handed, but Bo Schultz, Ryan Tapera, um, who have had significant success in very short spurts in the major leagues, as well as Chris Smith, who can give them a, a shot at being really good out of the bullpen. And, you know, they're young, but I think... Oh, Danny Barnes is the other one. And Danny Barnes was, uh, if you look at his minor league numbers last year, they were jump off the page unbelievable. And as a righty, he dominated left-handed hitters. So out of those four guys, Schultz, Tapera, Barnes, Smith, I think a couple of them are going to break through. Uh, they've all got big arms, and they've all had a lot of success underneath. So I'm expecting them to do something, not just because, you know, they're right-handed should they be dismissed as, as part of that potential solution. And there's also Gavin Floyd, who the Blue Jays have brought back on a minor league deal. He blew his shoulder out in the middle of last season. But up to that point, he had been terrific out of the bullpen. And again, he was a right-hander who dominated left-handers. So, you know, you, you don't want to get too tunnel vision-y about you have to have a lefty, you have to have a lefty no matter how good he is, especially if you have right-handed relievers who can get lefties out. Yeah, it's a great point. I think more and more teams are kind of going with that philosophy. It used to be you had to have that lefty. Now you just have to have somebody who can get those guys out. Whether or not he's a lefty is uh, is less important. One more thing I wanted to get your thoughts on here on the podcast, Mike, is the Blue Jays have added some depth as far as the catching ranks go. Obviously they have Russell Martin there locked in as your starting catcher. But uh, Juan Gratterall, they claimed him from the Angels. Um, he's a guy that, that's only really had a handful of Major League games, made his debut last year. But what are the Blue Jays hoping he kind of adds to that catching equation? I think they, when they claimed him, um, they were hoping that he would give them uh, you know, some competition for the backup catcher's job with A.J. Jimenez, who's their own guy in the minors. Uh, but then after Gratterall, they signed Jared Saltalamacchia. Uh, and Salto Machia is very, very likely to wind up being uh, the backup catcher. So Gratterall goes to AAA and gives them some depth in Buffalo, and he's been a fine minor league catcher. You know, he's young. He's only 27 years old. He's hit 270 in the minors of the 320 on base, which is totally acceptable, and he's thrown runners out at a, a rate better than the league average. So you know, he's he's okay, and maybe there's more in there because a lot of catchers hit late, 
and and again at only 27 years old i think uh, when you find that on waivers a guy with options then that's somebody you you grab and and you stash and and there's some depth for your system all right this has been mlb.com extras our blue jays edition thanks again to mike wilner for filling in for gregor chisholm this week tune in again next week mlb.tv premium the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years watch every out of market regular season game live or on demand in true hd real-time highlights live look-ins pitch tracking widget and more mlb.tv premium includes a free at bat 15 subscription watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices watch at home in the office or on the go every night on every device Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.